Nothing like a little ring ceremony. Step on my jugular mood killer. Thanks, Clippers. Unbelievable. Emotional gambling at its finest. Me going all in on the Lakers, my favorite basketball team since childhood, since Nam, and I can't stay away. Hands out of the cookie jar, couldn't do it. Dessert before dinner, nah. We go the logical route on the Nets, Warriors under. I said, could the Warriors crack 110? They get 99, don't crack triple dig. Durant balls, it's garbage time by the second half, literally. It's a route. Plus seven and a half, sayonara, covered by a freaking football field yesterday. I'm looking at NBA futures before we get get our money back or dig deeper. Wow. There's some interesting things that are poking out to me. Are the Warriors overvalued right now in Vegas? 72 game season, let's remember. So the over-unders are a bit lower in terms of wins for everybody. But right now, Vegas has the Warriors 36.5 wins. 36.5 wins. Are they going to go 500? It's one game. Are the Nets that good or are the Warriors that mediocre? I mean, they're coming off, you heard it, top five worst record of their franchise. How important is Clay? Heard it off the top this morning. Nick Wright made an interesting observation about Curry will be exposed. Not in a goatness situation. In a, let's remember the Monta Ellis early years when he didn't have a ton of support type exposure. Anywho, we took the under on that. It hit. The Lakers, Clippers, I mean, Lakers were there for rings. Clippers were there for vengeance, for revenge. They were absolutely there to play ball. It was a disgusting first quarter. It was a rather embarrassing first quarter for the opening campaign for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, you can give them the ring ceremony pass all day long. The reality is it was 39-19 after one. We're chasing 11 and a half live point spreads after one. Lakers plus 390. An upside of plus 400 after one. Unacceptable. Paulie George leads the way with 33. Leonard with 26 right after him. And if you get three other guys, so five guys in double figures for the clip show last night. Ibaka, very valuable. 15 and 6. Beverly gave you 10. Lou Will gave you 11. Zubach gave you 11. And all they got really from Batum and Kennard was three baskets between the two of them. And a Patrick Patterson, three. And they looked outside of the second quarter like they controlled the game. 35-17 in the second quarter. I did like how the Lakers came back. But if you look at the stat line on the other side of the coin, LeBron had 22, tweaks an ankle. No one prepares for that. Not saying they would have won, but it probably would have been a different fourth quarter. They were really hanging in there. Caruso just getting clockwork by PG-13, I must say. AD gives you 18. So 40 between LeBron and AD, that's almost two-thirds filled up of the cup of what they can do. 
on a traditional evening between the tag team brothers. Harrell gives you 17 and 15 for Kuzma off the bench. Love the production there. Schroeder gives you 14 in his Laker debut. Caldwell gives you nine. Gasol doesn't score or shoot a shot. Not okay with that. Wesley Matthews doesn't hit a bucket. Not okay with that. The Clippers look like they are eight, nine deep. And they do look like, arguably, they got better. I thought initially losing Harrell would hurt because of the heart and soul off the bench that he was. But if you're giving me the production of Abaka, getting you double doubles in his veteran years, I mean, let's, I, I kind of forgot. There's a multiple ex-Raptors on this team now. Kawhi has a championship buddy. Serge Ibaka could be an enormous ingredient and the true third best player on this team after Paulie, George, and Leonard if you really go down the ladder. And there will be nights where Lou Will get, breaks 20, Kennard gets over 15, Zubac gets double-doubles. Clippers are going to be a problem. And I like the Ty Lue filling. I really do. I think Ty Lue is a player-friendly coach. He knows how to win. He knows how to treat superstars. He started at the top with LBJ, and ring ceremony is ruined. All right, so we are on to the rest of the NBA kicking off tonight. Let's try to chase, but not chase too hard again. I said just sprinkle a little lunch money on it. They're all games. NBA veteran gamblers will Always tell young, emotional people like myself, tread lightly. It's D-Gen Central. It's not the NFL. There are 72-game mail-it-in trap bets everywhere. So that's why we parlay money lines. (laughs) Okay, couple of lines sticking out to me. Before we get into it, let's go down the list of just a quick few NBA trends you might find interesting just to nibble on. The Hornets, shout out LaMelo, baby, are 7-0-1 against the spread when the line is within three of a pick. Charlotte on the road against the Cavs. Line starting to move. Minus two and a half now. I think the Hornets may cream them today. I think the Hornets are going to be a playoff team. Another one sticking out, the Heat. For what it's worth. 0-9 against the spread on the road when they've won 3-plus straight versus their current opponent. They're facing Orlando. That prevalent. 0-9 against the spread when they've won 3 straight. Spread's a little low, though. 4.5? Miami minus 4.5? They're not going to cover 5 against Orlando? I don't know. Okay. My picks for the day that I like. Uh, 1-1 yesterday. An abysmal one-on-one. And a a note on the disgusting BYU, Neil, and UCF. We are so, I'm so done with college football, bracket buster, over-under. BYU, Neil, and the ball and not hitting over 72. I don't even want to go there. I'm so disgusted with it. I can't even go on for more than a sentence. We lose. I'm sorry. All right. The Mavs. And the Suns, quick little quick little trend note for you. The Mavs are 3-1 and one in season opening games against Phoenix. They won in 83-05 in 2015, but they lost most recently to the Suns in 2018. The Mavs are 22 
and 18 in season openers. Not great. But Carlisle is 10 and 8 for his career in season openers. None of this that convincing, quite frankly, for wanting to take the Mavericks. But the Mavericks are getting plus one and a half against a Phoenix team that's coming out with Chris Paul. It's coming out with Jay Crowder. A couple of new intangibles, new ways of doing things, going against the head NBA futures at plus 400 for MVP Luka. The Dallas Mavericks had the most efficient offense in NBA history last year. Listen to this via Action Network. They've scored 115.9 points per 100 possessions last year. That is absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. 18th in defense. 18th in defense, though. Giving up 111.2 points per 100 possessions. Sixth in net rating for those real intricate in the analytics. So they scored 115.9 points per per 100 possessions. The most efficient offense in NBA history. Want to get a little co-signing on that MVP for this year if you feel they may do some more damage in that category. 17-24, and 24, though, the Mavericks were 41.5% in games considered to be clutch time minutes. The Mavs struggled to win close games. 43-32. and 32, And according to the pathetic, Pythagorean expectation of last year was 49 and 26. They underperformed the market is what that means in English. On that note, I'm going to dance on the Mavericks tonight. I'm just going to take plus one and a half. I don't feel great about it, but I'll take plus one and a half. I will also take the Hornets. And last but not least, third game we break down. I'm going to go Bucks. Swallow the two and a half. It's moved to three and a half. I'd buy it to like two, but I really like the addition of Drew Holiday, and I like the Bucks to come out and really make a statement. Now, they could get out coached. Two and one was the head to head record between the Bucks and the Celtics. If this was a normal crowd, I would not be going against the Celtics on opening night. Why would you do that? But the Bucs last year are coming off owning the largest scoring margin in the NBA, plus 9.1. Celtics 6.1 in that same category, as well as the Lakers. Clippers 6 on the nuzzle. Raptors at 6. Those are the only teams that possessed an average scoring margin of greater than 5 on the year. So, the Bucs at 9.1 soaring. Here's an interesting number, though. They did manage with a top 10 against the spread record, 43-39-1. Last year, and they covered 52% of their games. That's just wild. That's how good Vegas is at capping. Top five and covering the spread, and it's 52% of their games. 56 and 17 campaign for them. Celtics 48 and 24. They'll be without Kemba Walker tonight. They'll be with, albeit a game time decision, Tristan Thompson for the year. Love that pickup. Low key, love. We all know Tristan's. Playing for the spotlight, baby. Give them a good team spotlight again. Let them be relevant. You're dying in Cleveland with your career. Put K-Love on the Blazers. Come on already. 
All right, here's an interesting note about how much Hayward was impacted on the court. Just to give you an idea moving forward of what this Celtics team is without Gordon Hayward. On his on-off splits during the regular season, minus five points per 100 possession when he was off the court via cleaning the glass. The source. When you take Walker out of the lineup, the Celtics were plus 1.3 points per 100 possessions. That's hard to scratch your head out. Uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. The 1.3 points better with with Walker per 100 possessions? Interesting. I'm going to swallow the three. We'll call it three. Buy a point if you can. I like the Bucks to make a statement and beat the Celtics tonight. I kind of like the heat now that I'm staring at it. Minus four and a half after reading that, that trend. Fade the trend. A lot of Rockets will not be suiting up tonight. Potentially. Wall and Cousins on the COVID list, so it seems. And James Harden being investigated for strip club COVID protocol procedures being breached. <laughs> wow, what a, what a headline in H-Town. Post the Westbrook era. All right. Those are my three picks. A little, little bit of info on that. And again, on your way out, I'm going to give you the top four teams Vegas has as contenders and their over-unders. Bucks at 49 and a half. Lakers at 46 and a half, Celtics at 45 and a half, as well as the Clippers. That's again in a 72 game season and your 2021 MVP contenders moving forward as we tip off Luca plus 400, Giannis plus 425, Yef and Yuri plus 500, LBJ plus 700, as well as AD, Harden's plus 800, Kawhi's plus 900 and Durant's plus 1000. Everyone on that list. I may nibble on Durant. That may be the heck of a futures bet. Little plus 1,000 KD7. Get funky with it. Two halves this time. It's the LaMelo ball era. Let's start out with a dub. A dub's a dub's a dub. We're not touching any college football today. Georgia Southern, Louisiana Tech, Memphis, FAU, nada. NBA'd out today. Forgot to mention SDSU was the bet of the day yesterday. Spanked St. Mary's. Remember that next time college basketball, San Diego State, Aztecs lose one. They bounce back in a large way. That's it for me. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. It's the Feats of Strength, baby. I'm out. 